1: So nice to have you along with us on our program today, Afternoons with Mike Heard, daily across the Shepherd Radio Network, and at this time as well. And we are always privileged to have guests in the studio today, no exception. Kevin Eugenolp is the leader of the Christian Businessmen's Connection, CBMC. And uh, this is an organization I think you're going to find very interesting, but also Kevin's life, how he got to Central Florida, what he does and where he's been, I find that equally fascinating. So welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Mike. I'm glad to be here. It is so great to it's have you here. I know that you know Mark Goldstein and originally planned on being with him, but we had to make some scheduled changes And so I was able to grab a hold of you for my program first. So I'm really glad you're here and you're available. Uh, Kevin, you've been here, uh, you mentioned, for well over 30 years, right? In this area.
0: That's right. On and off, yes.
1: So where, where were you born? What part of the country did you come from? So I was born outside of Detroit in Pontiac, Michigan. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, <laughs>
0: I'm just kidding. You know what? It's a beautiful part of, it's a beautiful part of the country. And every the, time I go back. The frozen North. I love it. Yes. Yeah. 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 But I will say, uh, so I, I grew up, but I grew up in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, which is, you know, lovely, uh, suburb of Detroit. And, uh, you know, yeah, grew up there, went to high school there, um, attended Michigan State University, graduated from Michigan State University. Uh, Big 10 guy. Big 10 guy. Yeah. Spartan. Yep. All go right. Guy. Yep. For sure.
1: Scott Skiles, right? I mean, Scott Skiles, that's right. Yeah. I mean, I was a big basketball fan. And of course, I love Big Ten. I, and and no, don't, please don't send cards and letters about my joke because I'm only kidding. It's cold up there. That's my reference. It's cold in the wintertime up in that part of the country.
0: It is. Well, and I'll, I'll say that the day that I graduated from Michigan State, I had my cap and gown on and I got in the car and I drove to Florida. So yeah, I. There you go. I, I, so you had the I wisdom working
1: on, on you, man. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I spent uh, 32 years in Indiana and had uh, so many cold winters there. I was grateful that we made that move. God called us here. And honestly, I never thought I would miss cold weather again. But surprisingly, I did. And uh, cool. I, I've, I've, Found myself enjoying trips back up and even in the wintertime. That's crazy how that yeah. works out. Yeah. But So you made the move. You were up there in Michigan. You graduate. You, what was the course of study that you were on while you were there? So I studied English and creative writing.
0: So my first real sort of job out of college was here in Orlando for a very small sort of one man advertising agency called Joe Lambert and Associates. Mm-hmm. We worked out of his house and he... He did political advertising. He did these big multimedia slideshows for big events. And he sort of hired me as a writer to write scripts for these events and trained me as an apprentice photographer.
1: Isn't that so? So
0: he handed me a Nikon F3 and. And you didn't
1: have that background. No, not at all. And gave
0: me a bunch of uh, rolls of Kodachrome slide, (laughs) slide film and said, go shoot everything and take notes and come back and we'll look at them and I'll teach you how to be a photographer. So, yeah, so I did that um, with him for, I think about a year and a half. Um, And then at one point he told me the most I'm ever going to be able to pay you is $19,000 a year. Is that going to work for you? And I was like, I don't think so. So he, and he, he had worked at Tupperware for uh, uh, most of of his career. Yeah. Yeah. And had, and had uh, retired from there and started his own business. And so he was able to get me an interview at Tupperware and I started working at Tupperware. So uh, I, and I worked at Tupperware uh, a couple of different times uh, on and off um, in sales promotions, Mm -hmm. writing advertising and marketing material for them. And also, they had a magazine called Our World, which was the magazine for their top sales managers and we would go out and interview them and write stories about them and, and publish it. So and that's what I did for them.
1: So. Did you ever write books as well? No. No, I have yeah, not. Yeah, you just one. stayed in the, uh, the the commercial writing field then.
0: Yeah, yeah, at the time. Yeah. And then then I kind of got into writing for the catalog, the Tupperware of catalog. And as a part of that, I started learning more about the products and the product development and the marketing and product management and how that all works. And so I was able to get a job as a product manager with Tupperware. And I did that for a few years. And then yeah, that's kind of how I got into long story short, going into merchandising and retail for theme parks. It's sort of a
1: Yeah, that's not, like not, an end not, run right not, there. Not I, the I most linear, not the most linear route, <laughs> that's, but that's how it worked out. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's crazy because knowing what you did uh, ultimately, and yet hearing how you got to what you did. I mean, most people, they have this notion when you're young, you go to college, you're going to go to college to study something and you'll do that. And reality is most people end up doing something quite different after they graduate from college, sometimes not even associated with what they studied. And that's almost really for you, right? Yeah. Oh,
0: for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, and then, uh, the, 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 the kind of weird coincidence is that Disney had started something called Disney at home and they had opened up a big shop in downtown Disney and it was all housewares, kitchenware, hmm, okay. bed, bed and bath, that kind of thing. And because I had the background with Tupperware, they liked my background. And so I ended up uh, being hired as a merchant uh, with, with Disney for, for Disney world and, you know, developed a range of merchandise Disney, you know, related merchandise. And then there was a time there where everything I looked at, I thought, oh, I could put ears on that. Like that was kind of, you know, what, what we did at the time is uh, I right. would look Mickey, at a mug Mickey-ized, and say, I could, right? I could put Mickey ears on that. Yeah. So I did that for for a while and um, and then had the great opportunity, like, you know, about a year and a half after working with Disney, they asked me to go to Tokyo to help develop the merchandise for the opening of Disney Sea, which was the second gate in, in Tokyo. And that was supposed to be about a year, and that turned into four years.
1: Isn't that something?
0: Which was an awesome experience, and was you know newly married, and so the two of us went over there and just you know had a great time. And um, my my first son was born while we were living there, was born here in Orlando, but while we were still you know living
1: and working in in Tokyo. So right, yeah. You know, you're a, a real example of a person I think that obviously had some pretty deep pools of talent going on that weren't necessarily discovered or maybe realized, not even by you. Uh, I think back to that first guy, Joe, that you mentioned, uh, the ad agency guy. He obviously saw something really big in you and was incredibly caring for you in the sense of your long range. I mean, he didn't just want to string you out, right?
0: No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. I look back on that and I think that that was... Yeah, that was very caring of him to it think was about amazing. me and and yeah. and not be sort of selfish and you know, you said you'd work for me and yeah, you know, but he he knew that I yeah had I think uh, more abilities and and more aspirations than that. So, do
1: yeah, you find really, that kind of uh, maybe outlook or perspective is that different than what you mostly see today? Would you think, or is it still around?
0: I think it's still around. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. I mean, and I've, as a manager of people, and I'll say that's one of the things for me that I liked at Disney was they were very good about, if you were not in the right role, they were very open to putting you, finding the right role for you, Mm -hmm. right? So if you were, let's say, an an associate merchant, and you were not happy there, and you came to me and said, hey, I'm really, I love entertainment, I want to be in entertainment, okay, like... Most companies would be well. This is your job. If you don't like it, leave. Disney would be, hey, you know what? Why don't you shadow some of the entertainment for a little bit, see if see if there's an opening, and we'll be happy to get you in the right role. You know, mm-hmm. so they're, they're they're very good about, and I I've carried that with me. In my management style, I think to make sure that, you know, if someone's not in the right position, they're not happy. They're, there's, they there's have a lot of anxiety. They you, know, you can sense it. And it's just not fair for them to be in the right role. And they're not doing the job you probably want them to do. So, you know, why uh, why not help
1: them find the right role, right? That's got to be an exciting thing for you to look back at your own career and see how it's gone. And even these opportunities, like you said, the the Tokyo thing was supposed to be one year. It turned out to be four times that much. And, and yet it was a wonderful experience for you in your life. And I, I'm sure that when you talk to people who are just graduating from college, and they think they have a handle on it, I'm sure your advice uh, might point them into an expanded view of what can happen with their their lifetime, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think
0: you, as I look back on it, too, from a perspective now, as a Christian and a, and a believer that sort of God has ordained a lot of the of my path in life, as I look back on it, even when I wasn't a believer, Mm -hmm. um, you have to leave room, I think for, for these sort of, uh, twists and turns in life and, 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 you know, be open for them. And I think if you can do it, if you can do it as a Christian and be, you know, praying about it and seeking God's wisdom during those times, you probably will make more right decisions than wrong decisions. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't have that. I I sort of just made decisions, I think, because of money and, you know, a a lot of other reasons that I probably wouldn't have made the same decisions today uh, as a believer. So
1: did you grow up with any church background at all?
0: My only church background was, you know, my mother was Catholic. She grew up in, you know, the Catholic church, went to Mm -hmm. Catholic school uh, but by the time we were born, she was sort of a disenchanted Catholic, I guess you could say. And, um, but we would go to church for, you know, Easter and Christmas special like events. Oca- like that. Occasionally. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but we weren't, we, we were not raised in the church by any means. And my father is a first generation immigrant from Turkey. Uh, he, his parents were Muslim. He is a doctor. Um, and so he was very much like, I guess maybe atheist slash leaning towards Mm -hmm. agnostic and really wanted us to, he felt it was not his role to push us towards any type of religious belief and that we should just come up with it on our own as we get older and it should be our own decision, which, you know, to some respects, I guess, you know, I respect sort of what he, he thought about it, but. Knowing what I know now and having kids, um, you know, I'm 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 definitely uh, a believer that you know you you should raise your children, uh, knowing God, yeah, uh, knowing the Bible, you know, and ultimately you know the Holy Spirit will work on them one way or the other, right? right. He's uh, still going to work on them you're yeah. still going to work on them or you
1: can really give them a leg up on things.
0: Yeah. And I and I and you know, I look back at my life and there's so many so many things and I've done and you know, I look back on it and say if I just had had some some guidance. Yeah. Right. Um it would have been it would have been nice.
1: Yeah, there was a guy who used <laughs> to live here in Orlando. He used to say this, if you live by trial and error, You'll find out, and you'll make so many trial. You make so many errors; they become a trial. <laughs> I think that is that's, absolutely true. That's yeah. so true, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and that's what happened to you. So, how is it that you came to know the Lord? Then, who was it, or how did that happen? Well, uh, so I will. I will
0: credit. Uh, well, first the Holy Spirit, but my wife uh, meeting my wife, and and you know her influence, and actually her her father's influence. So, my father in law, David Fletcher, uh, has been a huge influence in my life, and when I, when I got married, I was not a believer. Uh, he did not, I don't think he expected his daughter to marry someone who wasn't a believer, but he was very patient and very mm. merciful and lot, tons of grace with me. Um, knowing that, you know, I was going to be his son-in-law and, you know, he, he had everybody in his family and friends and anybody who can kind of praying for me, and so i know that that power of that prayer is really what you know what transformed and uh transformed my heart and my mind to accept to accept christ for that's sure that's so cool for sure yeah um and and i i came at it well at the so he i think he had, he gave me the book purpose driven life right and i had never really picked up a bible and read a bible and he gave me purpose driven life book and we were living in denmark uh, Kara and the kids had gone back home to America. I was there by myself. And again, the t- the kids were, you know, one and a half and two and a half right at the time. And so Denmark was not easy for her because I was working. She was at home with newborns. Yep, right. And eventually we just decided, look, it's best if you go home, I'm going to stay here for a little bit and I'm going to come back, you know, to America. But while I was living there by myself, um, I had that book and one morning I was sitting in a beanbag chair in the living room in the floor to ceiling windows and I was reading the book and there was a part there that just said you know if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your savior you know get on your knees and ask the lord into your heart right and I did that and it was it was a moment where I saw the light streaming in and felt just something world, otherworldly other yeah. and spiritual happening at the time. And, um, and then I got on the, you know, I called my wife and I said, I think, I think I'm a Christian. And she's like, wait, what, what do you mean? I said, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, she, uh, she started awesome. crying and she called everybody. And, um, oh, that's wonderful. But I'll say though, it's been, and I, I think what's interesting is that because I had always been more about sort of philosophy and, Bigger picture of why is there a God? Where did He come from? Why are we here? You know, I I was I was seeking in that realm, not in the I need a savior because my life is so messed up and I've I'm a sinner and I've done all these bad things or I know I'm not right with God. Like I didn't have that piece of it yet. I, for me, it was about finding purpose. Mm-hmm. And so so that was sort of where where God got a hold of me, and for you know, 20 some years now, it's been the whole journey of realizing, oh, actually it is about my sin nature. It is about, uh, the fact that, you know, I rely way too much on myself. I'm way too concerned with what's happening in the world. I'm, you know, motivated by money. I'm motivated by things that are not, you know, in the end important. right?" Right. So, um, and so that, that's been a journey of leading me towards, you know that i need god every day i need to be in the word every day i need um you know i, I need his support and his guidance and and the prayer and prayer all those
1: things every day and so that's been it that's been a, a lifelong journey at this point so, mm. wow yeah. that is yeah. quite a journey and you know that ongoing revelation of our need for a savior mm. is a big thing and i i'm really Excited to hear how God, and that is just like the Lord, isn't it? He deals with us where we are. He doesn't expect us to get all mm. the edges knocked off and and get everything rounded out just the way it needs to be. He met you in that moment, even gave you a book that met the need that you were searching for, a purpose. Yeah, and that's uh, that can happen. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to tell Rick Warren or any of his uh, staff. Uh, what that story meant for you, but I'm sure that would encourage them.
0: Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't had that opportunity. Uh, but, you know, I think what's funny, too, is that, like I said before, I had never really been in the Bible. I mean, I had picked it up to try to read it a few times, and like most people do, you you pick it up from the page one, and you're like, you know, try reading through it, and you're just sort of, unless the Holy Spirit is, you know, is moving in you while mm-hmm. you're reading that book, it's, it's not it's not the same book. I, right. I can tell you that. Yeah, sure. Um, and, and so, but, but I, I was able to, I started with the Bible study fellowship was the first time I really did a Bible study it was here in winter park. And the first happened to be that year was Genesis. And I thought it was interesting because that's the thing that I struggled with the most was really this story mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense to me. You know, as for my whole life, I'm like, okay, I get it. It's a story. Well, you know what? And and God was working on me. He knew that was the first thing I needed to understand.
1: Well, let's pick that up on the other side of this break. My guest today is Kevin Eugenol. He is the head of the Christian Businessmen's Connection. And this story is fantastic. We're going to look at the book of Genesis and the impact it made on Kevin's life in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike, and you're on The Shepherd pastors, and financial leaders. Do you need expert accounting or tax help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, yes, and yes, visit PetraWorldwide.org. Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855-481-9095. Palm Beach Atlantic University, Orlando, offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Kevin Uganop is my guest today. He is the volunteer leader for the Orlando area of the Christian Businessmen's Connection. And he's been in our area, my goodness, for about 30 years now, moving down from the, uh, the state of Michigan and has been down here in Central Florida primarily, although he has lived, like he said, in uh, Tokyo for a couple of years, four years. And uh, the journey that we've heard kevin give us is not unlike what happens to a lot of us we think we're going to go one direction we look back and we find that our tracks went uh, sometimes an entirely different direction than we would have ever imagined or even desired but that's what god does and he's done that in you led an unbeliever to become a believer and then you were telling us at the uh, right before the break about this first study that you did, which was on the book of Genesis, obviously the beginning, and that part was maybe the most difficult or uh, maybe strange to you even, in, in as you're a, a young believer, trying to put it all together, trying to mix it up with what you now know today, with what you were raised with all your life, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that, that first study, and you know the way Bible study fellowship works is they're you know, they, I'm not saying they leave things open for interpretation, but they do sort of say like, there are different viewpoints on things in the Christian world. Right. So for me, that was new. Didn't realize that. Right. I thought everybody sort of, well, this is exactly the way I feel about the Bible and my relationship with God and the way that I, you know, but no, there, there, there definitely are nuances and and differences to what people, how people, uh, you know, interpret the Bible and believe in the Bible. And anyway, so, so that first study on Genesis really, one, it, it dispelled a lot of myths and things that I thought I knew about it. Right. Um, but when I realized that this, this is what God wants us to know about who he is, right. That he is the creator. He is why we're here. Mm -hmm. He's in, he's omnipotent. He's, you know, he's the one, uh, you know, who is, is, uh, directing everything. Right. And, and so sort of my big picture takeaway from that was more, more about, I, I don't want to get caught up in the minutia. I want to understand right. that this is God telling us who he is in a big picture way. And, and so that, you know, that to me was more important than you know, just really, um, I don't know, getting caught up in the nitty gritty of Mm -hmm. things. I don't know if that's considered.
1: Yeah, I I get it. You're, you know, you, you can get lost in the details, the, the, the weeds of, as it Mm. is sometimes described, but God was after you at a much more uh, deep level. And obviously that was for a purpose because of what you do and what you've done. Uh, even in uh, the ministry of that he's given you to do. I mean, you reach men, and all of these men today, they're kind of coming maybe from, if not exactly the same place that you did, they're, they're coming from similar uh, backgrounds of uh, no Christianity, yeah. really walked out in front of them. So it is in these big things when you realize that God is over all. Yes. He's the Lord of all. Uh, that uh, it really does make a huge impact, even on then the things that might be more immediate, more that you reach out and put your hands on to. Uh, he's be he's under all of those things and over all of those things.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, in and in Romans, you know, uh, do not be conformed to this world, rather be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Like, that has been an ongoing process, and I've definitely... It's that renewing of the mind and uh, turning your your ways and your heart towards God, right? Yeah. The re- repenting and, you know, turning your ways towards God. Like that then also contributes to now when you do read the Bible and the Holy Spirit is with you, you do have a completely new understanding of things, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, that, that's right. so that's how I've understood. And so now when I go back to Genesis, I'm, I'm actually now maybe ready to be more accepting of some of the things, even at the early stage, I wasn't. Yeah,
1: I get it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a real honest way to approach the word of God and and be affected, be changed. And then you find out he is going to catch up and teach you the things that he wants you to know. Mm. And it's going to come, even though you weren't uh, as aware, let's say, as one might be, if uh, in a different situation of their own sinfulness, God still shows you the importance that we are all sinners and we we're all in need of a savior and that is for sure and that was the truth for you how far into your walk and into your discipleship did you start getting the idea of uh, this group that you've put together of businessmen how did that happen well early on
0: as uh, you know even as a very early christian i mean like i said i had two two young boys you know sort of newly married um, we came back one summer from living overseas and we went to a conference, uh, in Lake Junalaska, North Carolina, that CBMC had a family conference every year. And I think it was the first summer we were back from, uh, from, from, Denmark. And I went to that conference and I had never been with a group of men before, you know, just in a small group reading, you know, really praying for each other, um, the fellowship, um, you know, hadn't really spent a whole lot of time in groups where people are worshiping and people are praying for each other. I just hadn't had that community. And so when I sort of got on the front porch of that hotel one morning and I was with this small group and there's these men that I don't know, but here they are taking an interest in me, loving me as a Mm -hmm. believer and follower of Christ, and praying for me and asking me what I can pray, what, what can they pray for me about? And it just, you know, and, and the first time it came to me and I was supposed to pray, I had never done it before. And and literally, you know, oh the Holy Spirit does intercede. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, groaning so deep, we can, we cannot understand. Right. And then the Holy Spirit just yeah moved me along and the words came out. And so, you know, I've, um, so anyway, that was, that was a, that was a defining moment for me. And that was CBMC. And so, uh, you how know, did it, you get introduced to that in the beginning? That was from my father-in-law.
1: Okay. So he opened the door. He for was that. involved
0: in CBMC in St. Petersburg for a long time. Mm-hmm. His brother, uh, was involved. Uh, Troy Fletcher was involved in CBMC here in Orlando for many years. Um, and I would, so then I started to coming to some outreach events and every now and then, And then when we we would move back to the states, I would attend what is now called a Connect Three team, which is this this weekly small group meeting. Um, And I did that for you know on and off for a few years. Yeah. Um, And and I will again I'll say that. So after living in Tokyo, we moved to Denmark. We came back to America for a few years. I then had I had an opportunity to go to Abu Dhabi. So uh, we lived in Abu Dhabi for almost four years opened up the Ferrari world theme park was part of the opening team for Ferrari world theme park planned and planned two other theme parks, a giant water park and a Warner brothers theme park on something called Yass Island in Abu Dhabi. And it was a you know, fully government funded project and was literally there from the ground up. Uh, mm-hmm. It was formula one racetrack, seven hotels, three theme parks, golf courses, this huge development. And so, yeah, so we lived over there uh, for four years. That was the first place that my children went to school. They went to a British school. And, you know, we had friends from all over the world, from the UK, from Australia, from Pakistan, from India, from, you know, you, you name it. Uh, it was a real melting pot. And so that, and, and the interesting thing is they're very tolerant of, other people's religion in the UAE and the sheikh there allows churches Mm -hmm. and uh, temples and uh, you know, other houses of worship. And so we would attend church in Abu Dhabi. Uh, We would attend church in Dubai sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and you know, and I think they, so anyway, so that, that was a, that was a unique experience, right? At attending church service in a, you know, in a Muslim country, I mean, lots of, uh, Muslim friends and, you know, intermingling and getting to understand their religion and their culture. Um, and it was great for my boys, I think as well. Um, so that was a great experience. And then from there, we, uh, we went to Saudi Arabia. I took an opportunity to be the general manager of a new entertainment division from a company in Saudi Arabia, a family owned company with the largest shopping mall developers in Saudi Arabia. And they were opening up, they had the franchise for something called Kidzania, which is an, an indoor sort of miniature city for children where they could, they have jobs and they earn money and, you know, it's a really, really fun place. And they had the franchise for that. And so my role was to help them open up the first two in Saudi Arabia. They also had some play places called, uh, Billy B's, which I helped open and establish, and um, and so and I was there for several months before deciding to bring my family over, which they eventually came
1: over. Um,
0: anyhow, yeah, so that ended up, uh, you know, again,
1: it gives you a, a vast and diverse background, <laughs> man.
0: Yeah, and so and, and that that turned out to be a little bit more challenging than we had 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 expected, and so we we came back to the states and. And then, and I still worked for that company. I helped actually establish a indoor play brand here yeah. in the States for them for a few years. Um, and then, then we had an opportunity to go to China. You lived in China? So we lived in China. I lived in two different cities in China and in, oh Qingdao and Hangzhou. And again, was on two theme park projects. The second one, I was hired as the general manager for the Hello Kitty theme park, which is the first Hello Kitty theme park uh, in the world developed in, in Anji, China. And so that was fun. And yeah, so we, you know, we've had, we've had some fun experiences. And like you said, I, yeah. I would never would have thought that's where we would have ended up, you know, graduating with a degree in English writing from Michigan State. yeah, And so it's, it's been fascinating. It's, and it's been great for my kids. They're both now grown. They're at Florida State University. They're both taking Chinese. They're both in high level Chinese. They, they want to graduate and, uh, use their Chinese language you know? Um, so yeah, it's been fun. So
1: they were immersed in it at at an age where it really caught and they became interested.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm just, we're, my wife and I were both just blessed that they are, they are both very firm, strong believers in Jesus and are involved in crew and, Oh, that's wonderful. You know, have been, uh, you know, attending the, you know, student ministries at, at school and, um, you know, so that to me is just awesome.
1: You know, I think you are a great example of a, of a parent, a dad. Uh, I just consider your story kind of unique in the sense of, first of all, how open you are about what you weren't with regards to God, mm. and then recognizing and giving God glory. But the other thing that it, it catches me a little bit is how willing you are to entrust your family, even in scenarios and parts of the world. Where it some may look at it and go, "Who? I, I wouldn't even want to be there myself, much less have my kids there." But you guys have trusted the Lord to the degree that now you're able to see send them out to college, and maybe their future might be in some of these parts of the world uh, as well. And and that all you, just the way you're able to trust God with all that is a real unique thing. Yeah, I I think so. I I think
2: yeah, I think I think
0: my kids will we'll have that, uh, that sense of adventure knowing that they're going with God. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that, so, and that gives me a piece about it as well. Um, so the, you know, and, but I will say there, you know, all of these moves, again, we've, we've, we prayed, we we're, is this the right thing, Lord, you know, are we, are we supposed to be going here? You know, all of this. Um, and, but there, I will say there are times when I look back and I think, you know, sometimes I probably made a decision for the money. Mm-hmm. Right. Like definitely when I left Abu Dhabi and I went to Saudi Arabia, I was attracted by the money. Right. And, and even in the, I went for a look tour and even in, in the airport on the, on my way back to, to Abu Dhabi, I said to myself, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I can't do this. And by the time I got back, landed and got home, I'm like, Mm, I don't know. The money looks pretty good. I think Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that. (laughs) So, and I've learned a lot from that.
1: Mm. Um, I appreciate your honesty and your candor because a lot of times, a lot of us, we we don't like to admit it, that we do things for motivations that are less than uh, mm -hmm. spiritual or less than what we should be doing, even from a standpoint of wisdom. But sometimes we can be greedy of heart ourselves and uh, maybe foolish enough to go ahead and make decisions that we shouldn't do. yeah. And, and you know, God has, his, uh, his hold over your life is bigger than even those mistakes. Yeah. Well, his, mer- thankfully, his
0: mercy is greater than
1: the mistakes that I can make. So yeah, that is really true. Um, My goodness. Well, this is so exciting. What, uh, when, when you came back to the States, how many years has that been since you now have lived here in the United States.
0: So It's been I think 5 or 6 years now. Uh the boys, you know, were in middle school and then they've now graduated from high school and they're both like I said uh fresh or sophomores at uh, Florida State. Um and again, that's you know, that's been challenging as well. Uh in in my business as a consultant, it's it's sort of feast or famine. Um, and there's been times when we've famined and we've just had to day to day just rely on God to provide for us. Right. Yeah. And so we've been from, like I said, you know, living in the life that we sort of never thought we'd live money and travel and all this to all right, Lord, how, you know, where, where's the rent going to come from? Mm. You know, so it, we've, we've been, we've been there. And, and so back to CBMC, you know, during COVID, um, I, I ended up, you know, not, not working during COVID and, And I knew that I needed some Christian fellowship. And so I inquired about how do I start a CBMC team? And so I talked to Dave Belinsky, who is the area director, um, CBMC national, went through the training, asked a few guys. They wanted to meet at Panera one morning and we started with two, three guys and Over time, we ended up. I think we've had sort of ten to twelve guys, but it's sort of maybe six to eight on a on a normal Mm -hmm. normal week. And that having that, the the unique format of it is, we pray for we pray for the lost. We have a program that we go through called becoming a spiritual reproducer, which gives us some training on how to assess the people around us and sort of where are they on the sort of spiritual awareness Mm -hmm. chart, I guess you could say spectrum. Um, and just being open and, you know, letting the Holy spirit, uh, give us the words to say, how do we approach people? How do we build relationships? And then, you know, eventually there will be a moment when the Holy spirit, it's the right time to start inquiring and talking to them about their faith. Uh, you know, where are they, you know, here's my faith. And so it's, so we're very much focused on that. And so every week we have what we call our, our, our our 10 most wanted list, which we write, you know, the names of people and we, we exchange the cards and we pray for those names.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Let's pick that back up. Kevin Uganoff is my guest. He is with the Christian Businessmen's Connection, and I'll be right back. This is such a fun chat today with Kevin Huguenot. He is the area volunteer leader for the Christian Businessmen's Connection in the Orlando area. Kevin is, was greatly impacted himself by this ministry in discipleship. And in really some ways, you look back and I know that it's been a formative thing in your life, and your walk with God. And now here you are at a point, you're back stateside after all these years of different areas of the world that you've lived in, and you're able to pour into these men that you guys meet with. And you were describing a little bit about the process. And I think for, for the sake of people who might be in the area, how, how can they get involved? How does that work? How do, how do you meet and start meeting with other men in CBM, C, the CBMC?
0: Yeah, well, right now we have uh, we have four what we call Connect Three teams that are meeting weekly um, in different areas of the city. We have uh, one out east, we have one in Maitland, we have one um, sort of out Colonial, uh, sort of West Colonial, and then the team that I lead is uh, in Dr. Phillips. So we have we have four teams that meet regularly uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays. Uh, it's they're typically in the morning, so from seven to eight a.m. So people mm-hmm. can and get to work on time. Um, and so, uh, and yeah, and, and each of these teams is led by uh, a team leader who, you know, gets trained for how to facilitate the team and how to, uh, you know, approach men to try to be a part of CBMC. And we're at a point now where CBMC has been in Orlando for a very long time and we just have not had much growth. And so, what I would like to do at this point is to just, you know, kind of reinvigorate CBMC and in some ways relaunch it here in Orlando and try to get the word out of Mm -hmm. who we are, why we're here and what our mission is. And, you know, really what we're about is as a Christian man, are you living out your faith in the workplace where you work, where you do business? And so our, our mission is to equip Christian businessmen to do just that. And we know that you can't do it on your own. So the connect three team is we're connecting you with other Christian businessmen. We're connecting you with, with God and we're connecting you with the great commission, right? So that's really why it's called the connect three team. And so, uh, so we're focused on, you know, praying for others, uh, each week. What we typically do is we have something called Monday manna, which is a, a, a sort of a topic that we, I send out beforehand, and people read it, and then we get together and we we read the Monday Man, and it's usually a, a business topic, something about pride or something about you know managing your finances well or uh, having you know w- where is grace and mercy in your business, and mm-hmm. so those kinds of topics. Mm-hmm. And then you know we what does what does the Bible say about those? There's Bible verses, um, and we discuss, and people bring in their insights and their experiences. And and we discuss those topics. Um, And then at the end, we, you know, we ask for prayer requests and, you know, those are of course confidential uh, among, among the group. And then we send those out and, you know, people are praying for each other throughout the week. So it's just a really nice, it's, it's an intimate setting. Uh, We probably don't want to have groups that are bigger than 10 or 12 people because it just becomes Mm -hmm. not as intimate and you don't, you don't build that close relationship, right. That you would with a bigger group. So we kind of purposely want them to be sort of eight to 10, maybe at the most, um, in size. And so, you know, there's, but there's still a lot of areas in Orlando that are underserved by, by connect three teams. And so we're looking to, to, uh, engage businessmen who would like to be involved in something like this. We have an outreach event coming up on October 17th, Tuesday, at the Winter Park Event Center in the morning from 7 to 8 a.m. And we're asking the current CBMC members to invite a friend, family member, neighbor, business associate to come in to learn about what CBMC is all about. And we have a couple of interesting speakers. We have Rick Eldridge, who is the CEO. <laughs> yeah, I know him. Yeah. You do? Okay. Yeah the CEO of RealWorks.
1: Yeah, he, in fact, he's gonna be on my program along with Brad Minns, who is the subject matter of uh, the new movie that's coming out, uh, Never Give Up, I think is the name. Never of Give movie. Up, that's yeah, right. That's
0: right. Yeah, so I believe it's premiering on the 29th of August. Yeah. Like Mary.
1: And so he'll be on my program when I get back from vacation. Okay. So that's exactly what, it, what will happen. I, I'm, I interviewed Rick back in the 80s when I was here in Orlando, working, uh, and moved down here to be part of the, the church plant that is now Metro Life Church. And I worked for WAJL radio back then for a while and covered the Jesus festivals back, back in that day. And Rick Eldridge was one of the guys that I met back in that day. So I've known him since then.
0: Okay. Well, so yeah, you, so Brad and Rick both are going to be at our event and now their movie, uh, the movie that they, uh, produced and directed and that that Brad, uh, is based on Brad's book and his life. Um, they will be talking about that and, and how it was produced and Brad's going to be giving his testimony, which is incredible. And, uh, and, and the, the, you know, that those, both of them are a product of CBMC.
1: That's just so cool. I did not know that. Yeah. So that,
0: that's, yeah, we're, we're just pleased to have them and we feel like, uh, you know, they, they will. They will move hearts and minds for the people that attend that event.
1: So. Did you meet Brad when he was here in May? No, I did not. Yeah, I did. I had him on my program from the NRB. Uh, I was down at the uh, hotel where that was held, and Brad and Rick were both on my show back then. Oh, What a nice guy. Uh, what an unbelievable story. And I pray that many men will come out and get exposed to your great group. I have a question for you uh, with regards to the men that you've seen over time that come to these meetings, would you say they're relatively new believers or because, and the reason I'm asking this, I think there are so many men who've been a part of a church for years, but there's not being uh, been and a discipleship, let's say factor in their life the way it should be. What I'm hearing you say, the, this is an active method of discipling one another and men under accountability growing learning about God from other men iron sharpening iron all of that right would it be mostly newer believers or is it a mix I would say it's a mix yeah it's a mix
0: um yeah it's a mix and and we also have and the good news is that if someone is a new believer and they're they come and you know want to be a part of one of these these groups uh, we have something called Operation Timothy which is a one-on-one discipleship program it's, you know, three books. It can take six months to a year to do, and you can do it at your own pace. You could do one chapter a week. You could do one chapter a month. You know, it just depends on what works for the...
1: Now you say one-on-one, there's somebody kind of helping another person. So there's a Paul and a Timothy. So when I
0: I went through it and I was a Timothy and uh, a man named Peyton Montague was my... uh, He was the Paul. My Paul. Yeah. And uh, so I went through that program with him and that was... And and at the time, a new believer was was the perfect spot for me wow. to really yeah un, you know learn a lot of things that I didn't know about living the Christian life right, and so that was great. And so we have that program, and we really are now we really want to encourage the men who are involved in CBMC in Orlando to find a Timothy, and so we're encouraging people to you know yeah seek new believers and you know, see if they're interested in that kind of a relationship. And we have a, we have a great program called Operation Timothy, which is, which is nationwide. Actually, I think it's international See, because CBMC is an international organization. And, you know, there's been 10, I would say tens of thousands of men who have gone through that program over the years.
1: That's such a beautiful thing. Give us the date of that event and where and how people can find out. It's on Tuesday, October 17th from
0: 7am to 8am. It's at the Winter Park Event Center which is also the library, the Winter Park Library and Event Center, but it's in the Event Center portion. It's on 1050 West Morse Boulevard in Winter Park. And if you're interested in attending, you can RSVP, uh, go to Eventbrite, and type in Fall Connect Event CBMC Orlando, and the
1: invitation will show up and you can register.
0: And uh, we also ask that you bring a friend
1: as well. You know, that's the beautiful thing. I've heard you say that a number of times now. These meetings are inclusive meetings. They're not just, uh, you you know, open to you if you're interested, but the more the merrier because we all need this. And that's why I brought that question up. I'm hearing more and more in this day and age stories from actual pastors uh, crying, crying out to God, we need men to disciple other people. We need to get more involved as churches. In discipleship programs, and uh, I'm really excited to hear that you're doing what you're doing. I think it makes a big difference. Your life is an example of that.
0: Well, thank you. Well, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I can't take any of the credit for it. So, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit is is working in my life and in the life, the lives of all the men in CBMC, and uh, we're just, you know, prayerful, and you know, we we pray that. We, we can grow this ministry in Orlando yeah. and, and you know, carry out the Great Commission as we're supposed to.
1: Are you seeing men become more open than they were, let's just say, a couple of years ago because of the COVID impact? Are men more open now to these kind of events than they were a couple of years ago? Because I know a lot of these things kind of shut down.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the smaller event, like we were just recently at uh, Discovery Church in Winter Garden, they had a Connect event and i've been attending their men's breakfast meetings and so they were kind enough to let me promote cbmc at their connect event and we had we've had 12, 12 guys sign up that they're interested in cbmc just from that one event so how about that so i think there is a there is a need out there and we just need
1: to get the word out yeah this is exciting how about you personally how can people get in touch with you they can email me at k u l
0: g e n a l p KUGANALP at cbmc.com. They can also go to, uh, Orlando cbmc.com and there's a website there and they can click and fill out a form, contact me.
1: Uh, I want to say my phone number is probably on there. They can call me if they want as well. So. Okay. So now I've got to ask you because you're a man uh, that has been around the world. I mean, literally living in a lot of different continents and, uh, different, uh, cultures, if you will. Do you feel like at this season of your life, you're here, or do you see more adventure down the road?
0: Well, that's a good question. I'm always open for an adventure.
1: <laughs> I can tell, <laughs> no but I doubt. do,
0: I am content where God has me right now. Yeah. And this is where he, he has me planted and I'm I'm going to do his work here while I can. So
1: yeah. yeah, that's a beautiful answer. And I really, really do appreciate it. Again, this is Uh, Kevin Eugenolp and the Christian Business Men's Connection, CBMC. And uh, give us that website one more time, if you will.
0: Yeah, the website is orlando.cbmc.com.
1: Orlando.cbmc.com. Simple as that. Kevin, thanks for coming up today. I, I found your story to be incredibly interesting and truly inspirational. As to how God can give faith into your heart, I I love the story of your father-in-law of how God gave him faith for you when yeah you wouldn't have been exactly maybe everything you hadn't checked off all the boxes maybe that he had. (laughs) (laughs) But you know God does that. He did that greatly with my own father-in-law as well, and I'm thankful for it. Mostly, I'm I'm grateful for the way that you're allowing your life to spill out to other men to your own family, caring for your own kids, the faith and vision that God is giving you. You're making a difference, Kevin, and I I thank you for that.
0: Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate it.
1: And I really look forward to uh, future times having you up here. Kevin Eugenalt, my guest today. And friends, as always, we say thank you for being with us right here on The Shepherd on Afternoons with Mike.